0: Welcome to Mi Gente on Air on 100.5 and 790 News Radio WSGW and online WSGW.com. Now, here is your host, Larry Rodarte. Good evening, Mi Gente. Good evening, and thank you for being with me tonight on Sunday. And 8 p.m. is the time when, and uh, I'm happy to bring a celebration today on the program. This past Friday, on April 16th, Selena Quintanilla Perez would have been 50 years old. President George Bush proclaimed that it would be Selena Day every April 16th in Texas forever, shortly after her passing in 1995. There are celebrations, and can you imagine all the music we would have had these last 26 years? Selena is forever young, no older than 23 in all her pictures, and this is why today we are celebrating on Mi Gente On Selena Day, marking her 50th birthday. Today, my guest is a dynamic singer from Lansing, Michigan, who is with the band Tejano Sound. She has sang for many years, and Selena has been one of her great influences. Today, we welcome Amanda Senna to Mi Gente On Amanda. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for being with me on Mi Gente on Air. You know, when I I was thinking about doing this show, I thought, well, who could I get to talk about Selena? And I even put a post on Facebook asking uh, who would want to talk with me in regard to uh, Selena Mm -hmm. the singer. And then I thought of you because the last time prior to the pandemic, the last dance that we had at the Union Civica Mexicana, you were yeah. so dynamic in that performance that you uh, had a Selena medley going on and the the crowd was so into your singing, the music. <laughs> we were celebrating like no other time and it just was a beautiful moment in a, in the history of our dances at the Civica and you it was. You, you remember that? And you were right at oh, the yes. forefront on that stage and we were celebrating and unfortunately then the pandemic hit and we Weren't able I to have another dance there. But tell me, what do you remember about that night?
1: <clears throat> oh, my gosh. Well, the people in Saginaw, they're just amazing. <laughs> yeah. The thing that stands out the most is you guys don't wait. You know, you're not waiting around for, you know, our break or the first break. Right from the first song or even sometimes when we're doing um, – uh, just, just a quick sound check. People are already on the dance floor, and that's what I just love about Saginaw. You yeah. guys are there, and you're ready to party. You're ready to dance, and that, that's what I remember the most.
0: Yeah, and I, I remember just the enthusiasm of all the people out on the dance floor. I mean, they, they just had smiles on their face. They were waving their arms. You were uh, <laughs> singing with such energy, and, I mean, it was a medley of Selena's hits. And everybody yep. was into it. And Tejano Sound Band, you know, they've been around for so, so many years. And and you guys have uh, been excellent to Saginaw. And so we definitely want to invite you back when all this is over with this, you know, pandemic and we can dance again. That That's really what I think so many in our community are looking forward to. But I wanted to ask oh, you today, I wanted to ask you today, what type of influence did Selena have on you, being that it's her 50th birthday? The first
1: time I had heard her and I'd seen her on a video, I had to have been 19, so she would have been 16 or 17, and she was, it was a video of um, La Carcacha. And I just, I was drawn into the television just because of her energy and the way she was singing and just, she was just having fun. And, and from that moment, I was just like, who is this? Cause I hadn't really, I, I didn't really know her. And, and back then in the, in the uh, early nineties, it was hard to get a hold of, you know, Tejano music on the radio. You'd hear, um, I mean for Lansing anyway, the only radio station I, that I remember of is with child, el Chayo Cervantes from oh, yeah. WKAR. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that was the only radio station we had on Saturday and Sunday. Um, but, yeah, so, so from that moment, I just I followed her and followed her. And then at some point, I, I did move to San Antonio, and I, I was able to see her twice live, once at SeaWorld, and then another um, – she had a concert at Rosedale Park in San Antonio. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I couldn't get to the stage because it was so packed.
0: So oh, packed. wow. I, I would have yeah. loved to have seen her live, and I don't think – um she anybody, was amazing. <laughs> yeah, anybody who's seen her, I mean everybody that you know, she came to Saginaw one time at the CAC hall. Uh and I mm-hmm. can't even remember the year, but I think it was in the early nineties. But those that were there described her um as so uh, you know, energetic, dynamic, and just beautiful, and she came in that cowbell uh outfit that uh, she yep. was doing on that tour. But you know, I I I hear you talk and I know that you have seen sing- her you probably sing her songs more than anyone I know and you, because you do such a great job. And Thank you. I, it makes me wonder, you know, all these years since the tragedy that happened, and I don't even really want to talk about that today. I want to talk, make this a celebration. It makes me sure. wonder, you know, how much music we would have seen in those 25 years from Selena and what powerful effect that would have had on the generations that of singers that came even after you and, and what, right. do you th- what do you think about that in terms of you know these last 25 years without her
1: I love um I mean I can still listen to her her CDs I have I think all of them um and and, and it is and it can be you know quite quite sad but at the same time it's inspiring because had that not happened she would have gone so far because she was already on her way she, she really was, and, and she opened the door. Um, I mean, look at what she did for Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez did her movie, and then she started coming out with and, with, with her own songs. I mean, because Jennifer Lopez was an actress, I think, uh, prior to becoming a, 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 a singer, and I think she just opened that door for so many, especially Latinas and, and young women. Even my granddaughter, I have a 5 year or six-year-old granddaughter. She knows who she is. And because she hears me practicing at home, she's seen the movies, you know, and I tell her, you can be that. You can do that. You can do that, too. And so she'll, she'll sing with me and then, you know, listen. But, yeah, Selena would have, it be, she, she was already on her way. She, yeah. she did a lot mm. of empowering and inspiring with, with the women and especially the Latin community.
0: Yeah, I, I recently heard a podcast called um, Anything for Selena's and it's out of it's out of a news department out of Boston and um Maria Garcia I believe is the host but she has a 9 week series podcast and she talks about the influence that Selena had on so many young girls and especially herself she found herself in the identity of Selena just by uh-huh. you know she was a girl from Mexico that Uh, moved to texas and came to america and she relates her life because it was similar to selena's and Mm -hmm. she talks how selena really got her through the hard times when maybe she like in the movie maybe she wasn't uh american enough or maybe she wasn't mexican enough in certain situations and yep. this this girl did a phenomenal job. She speaks with the family, her father, and they have the music, and it, it's really nicely done. So I, I would encourage anybody to hear that. But I think that, like, in Lansing, in Saginaw, and even, like, Bay City, Detroit, our Michigan mm-hmm. Midwest cities, we really loved Selena in those days leading up to her passing because— she was the one, you know, you would see on Johnny Canales' show. And and I remember, yes. like, like in the movie, you know, when she uh, is in the department store with uh, her best friend, um, Deborah, <laughs> and yeah. uh, people are recognizing her. And it starts with the, the gentleman who drops the packages, and he says, uh, uh, Selena está aquí, you know? And, and that's yeah. how it was, because I remember my father... Ah, uh, putting on the TV, Johnny Canales, and when Selena was on, he'd say, "Selena's on, Selena's on," and we would all run from wherever we were. I remember running downstairs, you know, because we were mm-hmm. so excited. And she was promoting that year, "Amor Prohibido," and you know, yeah. it, it was just that's how it was. Everybody was so excited. And and how was it for you in those days in 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 Lansing, Michigan?
1: All the very same. We, we we couldn't wait to see, I, I couldn't, I couldn't wait to see the Johnny Canales show. And especially when we knew she was going to come on and just to see her moving and dancing and just, you know, speaking to the crowd. And, oh yeah, it was the very same.
0: Yeah. We couldn't she, wait. She had, she had the look, she had the style, the clothing, uh, the dance moves. Yep. I mean, it was a pack, a full package and Selena Quintanilla Perez was really our star that was ascending and was going to cross over, and she was Mexican American just like us. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what was yep. so special about her. And I I remember the days uh, before she passed where I re- I knew every word on those songs on the Mod Prohibido album. <laughs> yeah, can you believe that? <laughs> uh, and on the uh, yep. it, it was it was such a uh, a beautiful album and I think every one of those songs um, you know were hits you know with mm-hmm. AB Quintanilla, her brother is producing those songs for her and the and the writing and I mean every one of those songs and I, I remember when she passed and uh, a co-worker of mine came up to my office I was living in the Detroit market at that time and she said come on was she really that big <laughs> and, and, and you know, to me and those who really knew her, we knew what Selena meant to us even at that time. Now, Absolutely. I, I, I can't say that I knew that she was going to become as big as she is today, you know, through social mm-hmm. media and everything else. But in those days, yes, she was huge within the, the Mexican-American community as well as she was um, becoming huge in Mexico itself. But... I would say that I mean it really was for us the day the music died, wouldn't you say?
1: Right. Oh my gosh, I was sick. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. It it was.
0: I I think when I answered her back, I said yes. She was. It's like as if Elvis when Elvis passed away, for us it really was. And I think today when we see you know how how big she's gotten with everything um like the series the selena series and the 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 madame tucson museum having her there and there's just all yes, these yes. little things that just keep adding up and yet you think okay well it's going to be done you know whatever but it just keeps building every year i see more and more about selena i see more and more homages from superstars like you know uh who was the one um the singer that just had the Grammy uh, presentation that everybody was talking about. Oh, um, I can't think of her name right now. Neither can I. (laughs) See, when you put somebody on the spot like that, that's what happens. But you know uh, it's, you know, I, I see from the Kardashians uh, to, I believe uh, Drake. I I mean, there's different superstars out there that are are giving her, her respects because they too have now been influenced or have seen the power of Selena and that's what I'm going to call it the power of Selena because when anytime we do anything with Selena like we did 2019 we had Chris Perez her husband at the Cinco de Mayo celebration here in Sagada. I mean it yeah. was huge. We I we missed it. Yeah, we sold out the uh, Huntington Event Park and Chris came and it just was a really memorable time for the 40th anniversary of, of single de Mayo and Saginaw. So mm-hmm. what do you tell uh, those that may say to you, like that, that girl who said to me, was she that big? What would you say in your answer?
1: I, I would say, yes, she, she, she was that. She is that big because um, she kept it real. She stayed humble. Even though she was on her way, she was already there and, and opening even more doors for herself, she remained humble. She remained authentic. She remained with, with the people and with the culture. Um, so many loved her. I, I. It's very rare that I hear someone. Oh, I not I don't. You know, really care for her. It's. I. I it's rare that I hear that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, and did you see that, she, little, she that she, little that little that uh, little African American girl who was singing Selena in the car and her father was just astounded yes. by what she was so able to precious. sing yeah and, and in Spanish and I, yep. I don't even I think she's from the UK actually and I, and how would she even know how to pronounce some of those words you know unless she's really yep. listened to the, the, the music and I mean she just sings it with such energy and passion just like you know how Latinos are you know we we everything is passionate with us and and that little girl is making the rounds all over social media today. I see her everywhere sure this week. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a beautiful thing to see another generation falling in love with Selena. Yeah.
1: And it's, I agree.
0: It's, it's really special because do you, do you have um, your daughter or any of them also um, struggling sometimes with um, the pronunciation of the words that Selena sang like in Biddy Bitty Bum Bum?
1: No, my grand, my granddaughter can sing it like it just, it just comes out. And, and, the sad thing is, and it's, that's partly my fault. I didn't teach my children um, Spanish growing up. They, they, but they can sing it and with no, no, no problem, no problem with the pronunciation, nothing like that. Um, but yeah, we we don't speak it fluently in the house. I don't either. Uh, I I'm semi-fluent.
0: Well, in, you know, in Spanish. S- I'm not. Selena didn't sing. Uh, didn't know Spanish either growing up. I know. <laughs> I know. And she really, I mean, I, I really uh, admired her for that because if you have seen her on like the Cristina show, you know, when she was yeah. doing interviews and stuff and, and she would mess up a little bit or even in the scene, mm-hmm. you know, in the movie when she's in Mexico, but she, she didn't care. She still went forward so that she could talk directly, you know, to the people and sing, you know, she was singing in Spanish and she got better and better. And I think. You know, when I listen to her talk sometimes, I'm like, man, she talks really fast <laughs> mm-hmm. in Spanish for a language that, she, that wasn't her primary language. And I, so right. I, admire, I admire her for that, you know, because that takes, I mean, all my life, and, and I don't know if you would feel the same way, all my life, you know, I have always tried to speak better Spanish. And you hear the words and, you know, you talk, you hear your parents or what have you, but Still, because we are from Michigan and we have that Michigan accent, sometimes uh, the words come out ridiculously.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, the very same. Yep, the very same. My, yeah. my mom and my sisters will laugh at me and they'll say, "Amanda, you don't say it this way. It's it's this way." You know, they'll they'll correct me, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, okay." So yeah, I, I have a little bit uh, a little bit of difficulty myself.
0: Yeah, and I I think that's part of the reason why we related to her as well. Because, like many Mexican Americans in this country, especially third, fourth generation, they don't speak the language. They're not fluent. Right. And sometimes we get hit on that from somebody who may have just recently come to America from uh, Latin America. And right. I don't allow anybody to make me feel less if I don't know Spanish, because that's just a product of where we were born or where we were raised. Exactly. And, you know, the schools back in the days, they used to tell our parents, don't teach your kids Spanish. It would only hinder them. It will hinder them in their learning. And we know now today that that just isn't true. You see all these European kids who can speak multiple languages. So it's really uh, a false that you know when they, that was a disservice that they gave to our parents for us, and it, it affected us. Sure so. did. So, what would right. you say today, Selena would be fifty years old? How do you how do you feel about that? Knowing that, like I said earlier in the program, she's forever young. Mm hmm.
1: It's, it's I mean, when I think of it, it, it 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 does make me a little sad because we, those of us that love her know what, where, where she was headed. Um, but, but again, you know, she, she was a huge inspiration and still is to, especially little girls. They know who she is. She, right. she, and that, you know, I, I, fall back again to she remained authentic and true and she, she remained humble. You know, whenever you had, had would see her on stage that what you saw was what you got. Mm-hmm. And that, that was just her the same thing in the interviews that she just, so like such a humble, caring person for, for other people.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's just amazing to me that she, like, you know, I think sometimes when people, okay, when you mention, okay, the Mexican-American culture, you know, people think of the food or they think of the music, but I, you know, I think nowadays, you know, Selena comes to the forefront. She's become mm-hmm. this icon that has transcended cultures and she's being accepted, you know, throughout Europe as well. I, I, I know from, I know this because of my magazine, Mi gente Magazine, and the requests that we get for the magazine to be sent to Europe. And it's just amazing that people look to her as that iconic figure that is our, like, queen, of course— the queen of Tejano, right. but but she's like the queen of Latinism, Latinx, the Latinx community. I mean, wouldn't you say that?
1: I would, <laughs> I would, and you know that that is true because when I've met people throughout, um, even even before I joined Tejano Sound in twenty nineteen, Tejano Sound band, I would tell people I say I sing Tejano, I can sing blues, rock, country, Tejano, and they were like, "What what's Tejano?" And no sooner I mentioned. Did you ever hear of the lady, the girl, the young girl that that um, her name was Selena? Once I say that, boom, they know exactly what kind of music I'm talking about. They don't know Tejano music, they don't know that word until I say Selena's name. Yes. And they're like, oh, okay, you sing like that. And I said, well, I, I try. I said, but I sing music like that. So yeah.
0: Amanda, you do it very well. <laughs>
1: and Thank you're, you're you. You're being
0: very humble, <laughs> Thank like you. Selena. thank you you know i appreciate that the thing about um today when you when you hear the name selena sometimes a generation of individuals uh, will know of selena gomez which by the way she was named after her parents named her after selena quintanilla perez Mm -hmm. and i think that um selena quintanilla perez she has really, like I said, transcended the cultural, uh, the, the cultural just being known as you know a uh, Hispanic figure. She's become an American icon, and that's mm-hmm. the beauty of 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 what has happened posthumously. Because I don't I don't know of any other singer, you know, that passed away and became greater than when they were living. And, and we have Alvis right. Presley. We know Alvis is huge and was a king of rock and roll and we, we have to give him his props as well as Michael Jackson, sure. Prince. I mean those were iconic figures when they lived and their best years right. were behind them uh, when they passed. Selena, her best years were behind her as well because she had she, you know she made all that great music in such a short period of time and was only 23 years old. But sure posthumously, did. she became a legend. Uh, icon, yep. a legend, and people look to her. Uh, you know, when they try I remember last year during the political strife that we were going through, there was that gentleman that utilized Selena's imagery to help the Republicans vote for Donald Trump, and 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 the whole other side was enraged that he would do such a thing. But that that's where it is. If so, if it's like if they if they want to get where uh, well, Selena would have thought that way. Maybe. Um, then we should uh, really listen, you know. And, and it's funny that people would use that. But I know that Abraham Quintanilla, her father, would be very upset with that. And so right. um, it's, it's, it's been wonderful, Amanda, to talk with you in regard to Selena. I know she had a huge influence on your life. And 25 sure years, 26 years after her passing, when we go to the dances, we're still dancing and singing along to Selena Quintanilla yep. music. Isn't that something? So I love I, it. Yeah, I thank you for for being that voice, for being that that performer that still sings Selena songs for us live so that we can feel what it would have been like had she still been with yeah. us. So thank you so oh, much. Thank and you. thank Bless you. you. Thank you for being on Mi Gente on Air today. And we'll be back in a few moments with more with Nicolina Bruciaga. And she is a singer that we have also... Uh, celebrating the birthday of Selena today. And she, nice. she has sung and sung with Selena back when she was 16 years old. Can you imagine? Actually sang yep, with her I in know. Texas and with the Dinos, Selena and Los Dinos. So we're real excited about having Nicolina Bruciaga. That's a real tough one to say. Can you say it, Amanda? <laughs>
1: Bruciaga. <laughs> yes, yeah. there you go. <laughs>
0: and, and they were with us, uh, Nicolina and the Bad Boys, back in the day she had yeah, her, her brothers with her and they're still performing uh gabriel and uh, isaiah so um i'm really looking mm-hmm. forward to having her on the show as well so thank you again amanda senna from lansing michigan performer with tejano sound band and we look so forward to having you back in saginaw
1: thank you larry it was a pleasure
0: thank you uh-huh. we'll be right back Ami mi gente on air This is Mihinta on air on WSGW. you
1: You're listening to Mihinta on air on WSGW.
0: And we're back. Thank you for coming tonight and listening to Mi Gente on Air. I'm your host, Larry Rodarte, and we're talking Selena. Selena and Mi Gente magazine. The story has been out there for many years in regard to how I started the magazine as a result of her passing. Selena and Mi Gente, the two names are forever linked in Michigan. The Glossy Magazine format would follow it a few years later from when the the tabloid magazine that we started. It was actually called Mi Hinted Newspaper in those early days. And we would go on to try to empower the Hispanic community, inform non-Hispanic readers about our community, our history, especially in Saginaw as well as throughout other cities in the Midwest and in Michigan. And here we are. 25 years later with Mi Gente on air doing the same thing trying to bring about uh, Hispanic culture, Hispanic concerns and uh, Hispanic contributions. And today we're talking Selena because it would have been her 50th anniversary of her birthday. It would have been Selena would have been turning 50. Can you imagine? She passed away at the age of 23. She will be forever young in our hearts and in all the pictures she is no older than 23 like i have said and i'm giving homage to her today because i think it's so important that we look at all these milestones in her life what would have been you know a, a longevity of a life that was cut short and i am interviewing women today who have had a lot of influence from selena and amanda senna from lansing was with us on the first part of the show And now I have with me Nicolina Bruciaga, who is from the Detroit area and has connections with Toledo and Adrian, and many of us in the area will remember her with Nicolina and the Bad Boys, oh, 25 years ago as well. But Nicolina has a a unique story, and I really want her to tell you about that, but please help me welcome today Nicolina Bruciaga. And Hello,
2: everybody. How are
0: you? How you doing?
2: I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much. Just sitting here with my puppies, enjoying this beautiful, sunshiny day.
0: Well, tell me, Nicolina, tell my audience, how long have you actually been singing?
2: I've been singing since I was three years old and started singing in church.
0: Oh wow! And yeah. and they had a, you had that voice must have been recognized that early uh, to be singing in the church like that, right?
2: Yes, my dad was a pastor, and being that, uh, we would be able to go up, my brothers and I would be able to go up and sing little hymns, corrios, and stuff like that in church. And then we started playing instruments, they started playing instruments, and that's how we started uh, our band, Nicoline and the Bad Boys.
0: Wow, so you guys were singing, like, really in your teens, and I remember seeing you guys really young, um, you know, prior to Selena's passing, actually, but... You you have a, a story that's unique because you actually uh, sang with her when you were 16 years old in Texas. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Certainly. Um, well, it started out where I was with my band, playing with my band, Nicolina and the Bad Boys. And um, it was the day that I knew little Joe was coming to Toledo and so we went as a family. Um, we didn't have to play that day, so we went as a family. And that was actually how I got discovered. Um, he heard through some friends that I was a singer, local singer from the Midwest, and he wanted to hear me sing. So I went out to his bus and met the band and met him and so forth. And I auditioned singing Volver, Volver. And he goes, "Uh, do you know all the words to the song? I said, yes, sir, I do. And he said, well, you're going to come out and sing it on the stage with me tonight at my show. And I said, okay. So I went out. I sang Borbel Borbel. It was awesome. I was only 14 years old at the time. And then we got a phone call that he wanted me to go on tour with him all over the Midwest, all over Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, and then back to Texas.
0: Wait, this is Little Joe and La Familia, right? Yes. Wow. Mm
2: -hmm. So I ended up. Doing that, my mom went along with me and we traveled with him to certain cities. And then when it was time for me to go to Texas, we raised some money to pay for my plane ticket to go down there. And I performed with him at Rosedale Park with Los Campanas de America um, and a bunch of other artists that were at Rosedale Park. When it came time for us to go play again the following weekend, I'm one of the road crew members, Jerry Villarreal, I believe was his name, He was a road crew member for uh, Little Joe, and he knew Chris and Selena. And he says, hey, how about you go with me down to Corpus so we can go meet Selena? You can go meet Selena, because I know you're in a band and all this. He goes, and Little Joe's not playing until Saturday night. And I was like, okay. So we took off to Corpus. I went, and we waited all day to meet her, and finally um, their schedule opened up, and we went out to dinner, and we talked. And then it turned out, long story short, that Instead of me going to play with little Joe that following Saturday, I end up at Rosedale Park with Selena's band, and I'm up there singing uh, "Como La Flor" with a bunch of other little girls that she had chosen from the, the audience. But she already knew that I was a singer and that I was going to go up and I was going to end the show and sing "Como La Flor" by myself. Wow! And when that happened, um, I ended up auditioning at Abby's house in Corpus Christi for Abraham. And I auditioned with the same song, Volver, Volver. And she said, I gave her goosebumps and everybody was just like in awe because I was just this little tiny, I think I was probably like about 95 pounds back then. And just a little 16 year old girl from the Midwest, Michigan, that happened to get an opportunity to go out there with little Joe and it kind of ended up. Stealing me, if you will. Yeah, but yeah. I, I didn't complain. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, was I excited.
0: I, I want to ask you because um, you actually met her. So, so many times we talk of um, to individuals locally here that you know they they've seen her in concert, and that's the extent of you know, the, the the experience with Selena, but you actually met her. So what was it like? What was Selena like in those days? And we're talking, what, 1994? Three.
2: No, 93. 93, huh What was she like um, when you met her? Okay, so she was, I believe, five years older than me. And my birthday was April 6th, and her birthday was April 16th. So we had that in common. And I think that was what kind of, um, you know, like encouraged our friendships because when I met her, I didn't look at her as Selena, the artist. I just said, Hi, I really admire your music. I think you're beautiful. And and I, you know, I'm just so honored to meet you. And it was just a simple greeting. But because of that, and when we went out to dinner, and I, I actually got to talk to her and meet her and went to her house, I ended up uh, living there with her when I went because I was only 16 and Chris and Selena both became my legal guardians. We had to do fine papers and my, they called my parents and we had to do all the whole legalized thing So I could travel to them with Mexico with them to Mexico and everywhere that we went. So um, I think the person Selena, the actual down to earth human being, wonderful, kind, loving, caring person that she was, she was just genuinely humble, genuinely kind and loving and funny. I mean, the girl could always crack a joke and just make us laugh. Or, <laughs> like it was, just, She was just so loving. A lot of the personality that they portray um, in a lot of the her interviews, that's really Selena. That was her. Regardless if she was dressed up and she was all star status, the inside person, the inside woman that she was, the young lady, she was just... A great person all around, loving, friendly, kind, funny, just a great person. I mean, there there really are no words. I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional over here. Um,
0: well, you know what? i want i want to I want to uh, break in right there. you know, because when you said, you know that you said to her, you know that you're beautiful and you know, she's probably I'm you know, to me, I'm thinking Celine is probably like blah, blah, blah. everybody says that to me. <laughs> that's just mm-hmm. that's just my dumb thinking, probably. but the thing was, is that you had this. This is an incredible story, actually. I mean, nobody I, that I know has had that type of interaction with Selena and Chris back in, in the day, which would have been the, you know, what I would consider, um, you know, the, the the heyday of Tejano music and all. And so you got to actually sing with her after meeting her with that. And, and did you travel down to Mexico with her? Yes,
2: I did. Mexico, different parts of Mexico, Mexico. I never got a chance to be featured in any of the videos or like the movie or any of the award shows because I truly feel like her dad didn't want me to be as exposed because people were starting to recognize my vocal abilities, my talent. um, And it, it kind of conflicted with some of that, but I, I, I just counted it all joy, the fact that I was there, that God chose me out of any person in the whole wide world to ever be that close with her, live with her, tour with her, sing with her. I mean, she did my hair and makeup, she picked my clothes. It was like having an older sister that I never had, and my parents weren't around and my brothers weren't around, so she became my family. Chris and Selena both became like like second parents to me. And Marcella, her mother, she was just a heaven sent. She was. I believe Selena gets a lot of her personality and a lot of who she really, truly is, the grounded person, the loving, the kind, the caring, compassionate, all from her mother. Because that was just the only way I could express how she was, uh, uh, the pinpoint pinnacle of the same characteristics of her mother.
0: Wow. Wow, that that that's quite a, a story. And the comparison, I I uh, remember seeing her mother when I've gone down to some of the shows that paid homage to Selena after her passing. And she seems very quiet, um, kind of keeps to herself and all. But I think that um, I've never heard that before. That that's um, kind of where Selena got her personality, or was similar to her. But we definitely know that. Selena cracked jokes and she used to um, have that laugh that you know laugh that was uh, so uh, attracting to uh, the listener and it mm-hmm. it's even in some of her songs i remember like in um uh what was the song where she laughs in there um i'm
2: not sure if it's chico de la parte muerto yes, i think, it, is that I think one.
0: it was that one yeah yeah and you yeah. just hear her laugh that's that that genuine laugh that was uh, it came from this beautiful singer, and uh, I'm so glad that that's on on a recording. And and I think uh you know we've we've got a lot of video out there of her, and it you know it's getting older as time goes on. But uh, a lot of the concert footage that um, Q Productions has uh, is is really good still and good quality. And I notice um, more is being released, and it's wonderful to see that because. As I've said, you know, on the part with Amanda, you know, Selena has just become this huge icon and she has transcended, you know, generations as well as cultures here in America because everybody knows about her now. What would would you say was her greatest influence on you as a singer, as a performer?
2: I like the fact that she was family-oriented because that's how I grew up with my band. We were all family-oriented. A lot of the way that she grew up she was very um I mean you can't tell by her costumes because but a costume is a costume you wear that because you have to fit in with you know the trends of of the music and and the whole genre but she was very modest she did have um a very good upbringing she was very like she didn't want me to go to the store in my pajamas or not do my hair and stuff like she was very um I can't think of the word really like to say but it was kind of like, you know, don't sell yourself short. Right. You know, she always would say, "Mihita, you got to comb your hair. You got to put <laughs> a little bit of makeup on. You got to, you know, you can't go to Walmart in your pajamas because of who we were." And I mean, like, we would go to Walmart just like everybody else, but then we'd get blocked in aisles and people would have cameras and taking pictures. So that was, I think, why she was always telling me, you know, you gotta, you gotta always be presentable. You know, um, your first impression—that's always what counts. So I think that, and also musically to, you know, never give up on my dreams, always pursue, you know, what I want to do. I mean, I had gotten there, I had gotten that far, you know, at 16 years old and I, I don't, I don't even think I would let my 16 year old daughter go to Texas by herself and just do all the things that I, I got to do, um, you know, by, by creating that opportunity with, you know, little Joe, and my mom was there in the beginning, but then my mom couldn't go all the way to Texas with me and stay there. I was literally alone, and that was how um, they became like a family to me, and, and they were like parents, and yeah. the things that they instilled in me, you know, always be on time, well, uh, take pride in yourself and what you do and, and with your music, you know, always you're always going to be in the spotlight, so be ready, basically. Yeah,
0: you know, I, I got to tell a story here because it, it, it comes to mind when you, when you talk about uh, presentation and and how she represented herself and uh, how she wanted you to represent yourself. I I remember um, when she passed away that they compared her to the singer Madonna. Now, I'm a big fan of Madonna. She's from Bay City, Michigan here, and I love what she has done in her music and danced to it for many a times. Um, But I I had a problem when they said that way back in 1995 that she – was like the Mexican Madonna. Now, two things: the Mexican Madonna. We know who that is. That's Our Lady of Guadalupe, right? Mm-hmm. But well, you know, when they said the Mexican Madonna, you know, and they compared her to, they compared Selena to Madonna. I had a problem with that because I didn't feel that Selena represented uh, herself the way that Madonna did. And yes, she wore the bustiers or or what have you. But uh, you know, in that came, like you said, that came with the the performance. But as far as values, especially um, maybe in the in the sexual way or whatever, she was far from Madonna and that was why I one of the reasons why but one of the main reasons why I started mehinte magazine I was upset at the idea that they were uh, comparing her to Madonna And I remember you know I always say this my fiance at the time she's you know I said you know it makes me really mad or whatever I should just start my own publication. And she said, why don't you? And that was the birth of Mi Gente in June 16, 1995, three months after she passed. So I'm glad you brought that up. That, that reminded me of, of that in the connection. And, and like I said, I'm not against Madonna. She's phenomenal. And uh, a homegrown girl made it huge. And I think that um, had Selena lived, she probably would have been as big or bigger. What do you think?
2: Oh, I can uh, totally agree with you on both. Uh, both ends where you said, yes, you know, people were comparing her. I don't agree with that part. And I agree that she would have been, like you said, either as big or bigger than Madonna. Um, I think that people take the stereotypical things, you know, the visual effect rather than the inner person. And that happens a lot. I mean, in our culture and many other cultures that happens, but I'm, I'm grateful to know that I knew The real Selena. And I I was able to be a part of when she created Selena Eccentric, her um, clothing design company. I was there with her when she bought the very first boutique in Corpus Christi. It used to be an old hair salon and it had the old bubble uh, hair dryers and it was just, it was a mess. But I was there when she made that dream a reality when she purchased the building and she was getting all her ideas and I watched how she created. She taught me how to do some of the things, you know, making bustiers and putting the rhinestones on and, and jewelry and things like that to make her vision, you know, come to life. And I'm glad that she got to experience that because then I think people could really see where that part was coming from. And I don't, I don't think time after that, people compared her to Madonna I think they she came into her own and they finally saw that oh okay she's she makes the clothes like that she wears the clothes like that but she's not like that she was total businesswoman total uh, you know upfront modest and and kind and loving and caring and not to say that Madonna's not I'm just saying the whole personality of Selena took over when she made her boutique and she started creating her own things and becoming into her own. Um, artist of of the Hano
0: the Hano industry. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say it here. I'll say Madonna fights with everyone, <laughs> but, but you know it's you know Selena. I don't think was like that at all, and I think that uh, people were gravitated to her. You know, from what I can see, and I, I'm sure that you probably were as well. So, you know, at such a young age, and today we see so much attention uh, given to her with the series, the you know on Netflix, Selena the series. Mm-hmm. What do you, when you, when you watch it, you've watched it, right? Yes. What, how do you think they did? What kind of job do you think they did, um, you know, presenting Selena to the real Selena?
2: I really don't like answering those questions.
0: <laughs> okay. So we better <laughs> because
2: not. I, I have my own personal opinion because I was with the real Selena. I lived with her. I changed on the bus with her. I saw her up. I saw her down. I saw, you know, The whole, the whole. I I, I, I love what they did with the movie with Jennifer Lopez. I don't agree with some of the stuff that was in there, but, you know, it's Hollywood. They had to make a movie. The same thing with the Netflix. I I love the fact that they put it out there and they're keeping her memory alive and they're letting people know. Because I was just at Little Caesars a couple of days ago and I went in and we were talking about Selena. I don't know how the subject came. Oh, my mask. I had a mask on. They had Selena. And the clerk was there and was like, oh, my gosh, I love that new Selena movie that came out on Netflix, which that wasn't the movie, but you know, I was kind of listening to what he was saying. And he's like, I thought Jennifer Lopez was the real Selena for the longest time until I saw the movie on Netflix. So he kind of had it backwards, but I knew what he was saying. And just the fact that, you know, he's just some random clerk at a little Caesars and he knew who she was and he looked like he was in high school. So that to me was just like, I, I smiled in the back of my head, and I was just kind of like grinning and looking up, and just saying, "Yeah, well, you know,
0: what? he knows who she is." Just yeah. by my neck. Yeah, and you know, you know what I what I did love, love about the Netflix series was that they included so much of that early music that you know that you didn't really see so much or hear on the the movie itself, you know, but like Besositos and uh, some of the other songs that were her early days, uh, even before the '90s, I believe. That was that was really special, and I I want more people to hear some of that early stuff because that that is part of the whole Selena story. Really, it's it's not just the the bitty bitty bomb bomb and the Amot Prohibido songs in that album in that time frame. She had been singing a long time, just you know like like you when you were a little girl, and Selena was singing very young as well and singing in her parents' restaurant. They had a restaurant in in uh, Lake Jackson, Texas, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And she went on and sang from being a little girl all the way till you know, uh, 23 years of age. So it really is something to hear that music again for those who have, were fans in the early days. And I know that um, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Now, I think that one of the things that some had difficulty seeing in the series was Selena and her hairdos. They said, oh, they had some bad wigs. But actually, that's how it was in those days. If you lived in the late 80s, in the 80s itself, hair was big. And she had, what, like a, an afro, kind of almost. Uh-huh. Um, and, and then a
2: perm. A perm, remember and the then famous she even perm? Cut it real short and slicked it to her head. And, <laughs> I mean, she just, she just went wild and crazy with what, you know, her hair and her her clothes. and But that was what she liked. And it made her different and it made her stand out, you know, as a pretty much back then. I mean, there weren't very many Tejano artists that were female, but I believe that as she progressed and the years went on, that was what kind of was her trademark. And I'm wondering, too, if maybe that's why people compared her to Madonna, because she came, you know, across different than Laura Canales or, you know, other uh, Elsa Garcia. And she was a little bit more uh, out there like Madonna than the, the other female
0: yeah. artists. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, we got to wrap it up here. I'm so thankful that you are our guest today on such a short notice. And I know I put that out on Facebook for anybody who wanted to talk about Selena and, uh, Nicolina and Amanda came to mind right away because they're both singing and uh, they're singers here in Michigan. And I just want to tell the listening audience as well that, um, the next uh, part of the Selena the series on Netflix is coming up. I think it's going to be, be debuting earlier uh, in May or late April. And I know it's going to be difficult. I read somewhere where Suzette, her sister, said it was going to be hard for them to watch and relive that. But I'm looking forward to it, and I hope everyone else is. And I just want to thank again our guests, Amanda Senna and Nicolina Bursiaga. I'm having a hard time with her last name, but it's Bursiaga, right? (laughs) (laughs) But I thank you for being on the show today and celebrating with me the 50th birthday of Salina Quintanilla Perez, the legendary iconic singer that has transcended cultures and generations. Thank you so much for being with me again.
2: Happy birthday, Selena. We love
0: you. Happy birthday, Selena. Until next time, I'll see you next week on Mi Gente On Air.